I am so honored to have with us today my mentor and my dear friend, Pastor Dino Rizzo. Pastor Dino is one of the associate pastors of Church of the Highlands, and he's also the executive director of ARC, which stands for the Association of Related Churches. Now, Pastor Dino is no stranger to our Go Church family. He's been with us before, and Lord willing, he'll be with us in person later on this year. A couple of weeks ago, he preached a message at his home church, and he called it God of Miracles. Come on, God of Miracles. And when I heard it, I knew right then that that was a word for our house too. Now, next Sunday, that's Easter Sunday, I'll be back speaking. But today, let me give you some instructions. I want you to grab your Bible. I want you to grab a journal. I want you to grab a cup of coffee and enjoy this powerful, life-changing message titled God of Miracles by Pastor Dino Rizzo. Hey, what's going on? Go Church, Dino Rizzo here at ARC and of course, Church of the Highlands. And I am so honored to be a part of this experience with you, no matter where you're watching from and how you're uh, encountering this moment with Go Church online or all the different social media platforms that your church is offering you. Oh, what an what a honor it is. What an what a incredible honor to be a part of your incredible church. I love your church. I love how you've responded through generosity and through giving and being together as a church, just caring for one another. And the GO team that's been working so hard to make sure that your needs are met, that we are caring for those. And whether you're right there in the Georgia area, of course, Maryland, uh, I love the GO church. I love your pastors. Pastors JC and Kimberly are the real deal. I've watched how they've responded. I've watched how they've cared for you, loved you, how they've made sure that your care and your needs. And during this crazy time, it's it's been a little scary for a lot of people, the sickness and had loss of lives and things like that have taken place. But thank God that our God is in control. He is a merciful God and he is a God of miracles. And I know you believe that your pastor preaches that. So I just want to encourage you and I want to thank you for being a generous church. Thank you for your giving. Continue to give online. You're making a difference. So when you give and because of the generosity of the Go Church, you're making a difference, not only there locally and all the ways that you're expressing compassion in the hands and feet of Jesus. I've been watching that, but also all that you do around the world that's continued to take place. So thank you. Let's keep being faithful because God is faithful and our prayers are with you. Maybe some of you have walked through some things and there's been some tough seasons. It's been, it's been hard. It's been changed. There's been a lot of movement in your life. I can tell you this, that God is faithful. So thank you so much for being an amazing church. Love your pastors. And I want to encourage you today. I'm so honored to share a message with you called the God of Miracles. God put that on my heart a while back. I just began to say that phrase, the God of Miracles. And just not in the, in the idea of uh, what he has done and what he did, but more importantly, what he's doing right now. So I'm believing God, your pastors believe in God, the leadership of your church. Each one of you, we are believing God that he is your God of Miracles. I want to read to you my favorite miracle because I, I want us to get our mind around miracle. I want us to put everything kind of on pause because there's so many things that are entering our mind today. And I want to get our mind on a miracle because he is the God of miracles. So I want to share from one of my favorite miracles because I believe it relates to you and I right now in the here. And I think it's specific for even the times that we're facing, even some of the language that we're walking through uh, as, as individuals and families. Luke chapter five, I love Luke. Remember Luke is the physician. Luke chapter five, verse 12 through 16 says this. One day while Jesus was ministering in a certain city, he came upon a man covered 
with leprous sores. This man had leprosy. Now let me put it on pause right there because leprosy was a tough situation. It was not what you wanted. You, it, it, it was tough. That was a bad diagnosis when, when, when they let you know that you tested positive for leprosy. Uh, it was uncurable during those times and uh, it was highly contagious and nobody wanted to be around you. The, the physical numbing and the physical challenges, it was a physical problem when you had leprosy. It was a spiritual problem because really during those times uh, you, you were considered as an outcast and no one wanted to have anything to do with you. It was a social problem. Matter of fact, the leopard was like the OG, the, the original uh, physical distancing uh, quarantine person. In the Bible we see that that, that leopards were quarantined and they were only around other leopards. And we see this all throughout scripture. They talk about leopards. Matter of fact, it's, it's one of the few things that Jesus repeats miracles. He had a certain love for those that fought this disease. And so there was social distancing. A leopard, he had to get away from his family, he had to pull away from his friends. There was no fun. There, there was no life. He was banished from all of society. It was like he just dropped out of life and others around him dropped out. And it got got less and less and the frequency of visits and the frequency of being there were less and less. And matter of fact, not only that, when he did go out in public or when he did go out uh, into the town or the village, the little bit that he did, he had the, he, he could be stoned or how about this? He had to make an announcement as he walked unclean, unclean. So when he walked into the city or walked into the market, he had to say unclean, unclean and, and, and the stigma and everyone looking at him. And so into this situation, into this condition, Jesus steps into and they meet one another. And the Bible says that Jesus, uh, had, he came upon a man covered in leprosy. So it wasn't beginning, he was covered in this leprosy. When the man recognized Jesus, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet begged him to be healed, saying this, I love this. If you were only willing, you could completely heal me. I love that. Are you willing, but not only are you willing, will you heal me? I think it's one thing to know that God has the power to do something. I think some of our struggles sometimes is God willing to help me? I know he can, but I don't know if he's willing to help me in my problem, in my pain, in my situation. Now look what happens. The Bible says Jesus reached out. That's one thing to reach out to someone that's unclean, that's untouchable. He reached out and touched him. That was what you were not to do. That was off limits. But Jesus touched him and here's what he said. Of course, I'm willing to heal you. And now you will be healed. He embraced him. That word touch is a strong word. Just not a little run away. He embraced him. That man had not been embraced and he had not felt a handshake or a pat on the back in a long time. And Jesus touched him. He said, now you will be healed. Instantly the leper sores were healed. His skin became smooth. And Lord, do we need you to smooth some things out right now in our life. Jesus said, tell no one what has happened, but go to the priest and show him that you've been healed to show that you're purified. I love this. Make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses command. I love that generosity follows that, that idea of being thankful for a miracle and thankful for his presence and thankful for what he's done in our own life. When he does something in our life, we want to do everything we can to do something in someone else's life. The Bible says that Jesus tells us, and this is what happens. You 
you will become a living testimony to them. And that's what we want to be even during this time. Last couple of verses. After this miracle, after this miracle, there's that word. News about Jesus spread even further. Massive crowds continue to gather to hear him speak and to be healed from their illness. And praise God Get our mind on a miracle. About 2001, I got to go to India. Had an incredible time there. Got to go to Bombay, got to go to Bangalore. And then we went to Chennai. And one morning the missionary came and got me. We went outside the city. I don't know where we were going. He didn't tell us where we were going. So I got a surprise for you. Went outside the city about 30, 45 minutes outside of Chennai. And uh, we pulled off the side of the road, like in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we walked, he said, follow me. We went about 300 yards uh, into the wilderness. I don't know where we were. And there was a bell. And there was a little box sitting there and he rang this bell. I know what he was doing. And I heard off in a distance, this other bell. And he said, come on, we went, we walked it, we followed that sound, got to the other bell. And the bell was in the center of a leper colony. I'd never been to one, didn't know anything. He said, I'm gonna give you the privilege and the awesome opportunity, you're gonna get to preach to this leper colony. And over the next couple of hours, hundreds of leopards came out and we began to uh, feed them. And uh, I got to preach the word of God. I think there's a picture that you could see right there of me preaching. I was 2001, uh, me preaching to a leper colony in India. I got that little low fade uh, mullet right there working. Uh, I was 36 years old. I got to preach. And I look back on that moment. It was a, a incredible moment, one of the greatest opportunities I've ever had with the gospel. And it marked me because of knowing how much Jesus loved the least and how much Jesus was willing to touch the untouchables. I sat there and ministered and, and watched those people that were there eating and being together and saw the pain and saw the isolation and saw the pain of separation. And I'm just here to tell you that I love this miracle in Luke chapter five. I think it says so much about the heart of God. I think it says a lot to each of us, but I also love every miracle of Jesus. I think each one of them are unique, but they also have something in common. And the common thing that every miracle has, I want you to know this, is it's a need. It's a need. Here's the big idea of, uh, uh, around this. This right here, I wrote this down. That the prerequisite to a miracle is an impossible situation. That's the prerequisite. It's a problem. It's a dilemma. It's an issue. It's a hurt. When you look at the life of Jesus, I wrote this in my journal earlier this week. When you look at the life of Jesus, those dilemmas, the issues, the hurt, the problems, the limits... They were like magnets that drew him. They never made him go away. They never made him turn and go the other way. Matter of fact, it's the need that makes you and I a candidate. It's the need and the lack and the issue and what we face even today with this virus and the change of our job and the situation with our family and the uncertainty of the future. It's those needs that nominate you and I for the supernatural. Boy, I, 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 just, I'm, I may run around this room by myself. It nominates us for the supernatural. I like that word nominate. I've only been nominated for one thing in my life. I've never been nominated to be a president, nominated to be on many boards or anything like that. But I was nominated. I remember my senior year, I took an elective uh, my senior year, didn't need but 18 hours to graduate, come on back in the day, barely went to school. And so my elective was the yearbook staff. I joined the yearbook staff. And I was there like day three. I was planning on just chilling through 
that and just taking it easy. And uh, the leader of the yearbook staff, her name was Sabrina Hurt. I'll never forget that. She was valedictorian. She was student class president. She was the best uh, girl athlete, uh, at, probably best athlete uh, in our school. And so she was the editor of the year. But about day three, we were all hanging out. She's going to nominate different people for the editor. I'll never forget. As she's nominating, she says, I nominate. I want to make a nominate for my vice president of the yearbook, the co-editor. I nominate Dino Rizzo. I'm over there fogged out. Now, what? She says, I nominate Dino Rizzo to be my co-editor. I couldn't believe it. And she says, can, can anyone second it? And someone second, they had to, because she was strong. They just did what she said, I second. And then she said, all in favor say, I, every, yes, I, I'll never forget, Dino Rizzo, would you accept my nomination to be the co-editor of the year? I remember I stood up and I was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to see you. Thank you. So my pep in my step as I walked through the hallways of being, I was nominated for something. It felt so good. Can I encourage you today? Can I say something to your heart? Can I say something to your fear? Can I say something to your panic? Can I say something to the negative that may be getting in your mind? I want to nominate you today for a miracle. No matter what you're going through, no matter the impossible situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter the things that you're navigating right now that have changed, I nominate you for a miracle. I nominate you for the God of miracles. Can I tell you something? All of heaven seconds it and all all in favor, say I, I nominate you right now for a miracle. A miracle, I love that word miracle. It's amazing how we misuse that word miracle. Sometimes we say things like, you know, in sports, it was a miracle on ice or a miracle on 34th Street is a movie or we say phrases like, oh, that's the making of a miracle or making a pan of brownies or I just turned my paper into my professor and it's, a, it's nothing short of a miracle. Oh, my hairdresser, you wouldn't believe. He, he's, a, he's a miracle worker. He just worked miracles on my hair. How about this? We even, we even put it on sandwiches. It's called a miracle whip. I mean, think about that. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the God of miracles. Love this definition. It's a literal definition, a simple definition of a miracle, a miracle is an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs, divine intervention. In short, you know what it means, what a miracle means, what we need, what we're believing God for, we're praying for our country, all of us. It's where God intervenes. When God intervenes with our life, where God shows up and he intervenes, it's where his power collides with our reality. It's small, it's big, it's medium, it's large. He touches and you and I need a touch right now. It's like a drop of heaven into our current realities and we need it today. We need our mind on the God of miracles. Not all of you think that's happened around us. We know that there's pain. We know there's hurt right now. We know that people are navigating. These tough times, these are real times. But I wanna put my mind, my soul, my spirit, that he is the God of miracles, that my God is gonna intervene in my life. I don't know how, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but he's not lost the recipe of a miracle. And I wanna encourage you because I wanna give you three things that. I love right out of this miracle in Luke chapter five. It's powerful, the miracle there. And there's so many, I think there's right at 80 in the New Testament that Jesus does. And it's intimate, it, it gives us instruction and Jesus does a miracle for this isolated, separated, untouchable, quarantined man. 
Jesus gives him a miracle and I believe he's gonna do it for you and I. So three things about Jesus that I believe applies to you and I right now who feel kind of isolated, who feel a little separated, who feel untouchable, maybe even quarantined. You, I'm telling you right now, that, you don't want to put me in quarantine. My Lord, I'm not an extrovert. I'm an extra extrovert. So I'm going to struggle with being quarantined. But Jesus speaks into the mess, mess, this man's life and he speaks into our life. Here's the first thing I want you to know about Jesus. As a miracle worker for us, Jesus is a noticer. I see it right here. He is such a noticer. Can I encourage you? Jesus knows what's going on in your life right now. All the uniqueness. One thing in common, we all have a need. We all have a dilemma. And Jesus knows that right now. He is fully aware of your sores and your shame and your suffering and your struggle, just like he was this leopard. He's fully aware right now. Full awareness, our Savior. Complete awareness. The day I was on a plane and uh, I don't know if you've ever been on a plane with someone who has no awareness of other people. I think he thought he was by himself and just got my armrests and moving all around, put his backpack all up on me. I just was like, have you, do you have no awareness? Do you not notice anyone is on here with you? Jesus is fully aware of what's happening. He is a great noticer because he knows you and I. I love 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It is a fact. He is a noticer because he knows us in every way. 100% he knows you and he knows what's going on in your family. It's a single mom. It's a blended family. It's a college student. Here's the second thing that I love in the story. Jesus is a reacher. I like that. He reaches. He reaches through the physical distancing. He reaches through that leopard who, who felt so unloved, so unseen, so unapproachable, so invisible, so not important, so forgotten. He felt gone and overlooked. Jesus said, oh, no, no, no. He reached. And I want to encourage you that you're not invisible, that you're not forgotten. He will pick you out of a crowd. The crowd of humanity he will reach you. He knows you and he reaches you. He will reach into your home. He will reach right there into that apartment. He will reach into that mobile home. He will reach uh, into your townhouse. He will reach into your car. He will reach into your rehab. He will reach into any situation. Our Jesus is a reaching savior. I wrote this in my journals. I was praying this morning. You're never too sick. You're never too contagious. You're never too unclean. You're never too out of reach. He is a reacher. That's the heart of our pastor. Whether it's through social media or Facebook or Instagram, it's the heart of our church. There's no limit to his touch. We're going to reach you so that you can reach others. Jesus is a reacher. My mother was a good reacher. Lord, I'm moving all around, going all crazy. Boy, she'd reach across the aisle, reach in the back of the chair. Boy, she was a reacher. Jesus is a noticer, and he is a reacher. And he'll reach you right now at the point of your need. Reach in the point of your anxiety. Reach in the point of your worry. Reach in the point of maybe you don't have a job right now. Maybe you've been put on furlough. Maybe you don't know about what's going to happen to your bank account and what's going to happen to the future. What's going to happen? He's a noticer. He's going to reach you at the point of your need. He's here for us. He'll never forsake us. Because the last thing is the truth. And I think this applies to the whole world. It applies to all of us. Jesus is a noticer. He's a reacher, 
And can I encourage you? Jesus is a healer. He's a healing Jesus. I love saying that in my prayer. I love sometimes I go out in my backyard. Did it this week a couple of times. I said, Lord, thank you that you're, you're a healing Jesus. I pray healing for everyone who's fighting sickness. I pray healing for every person who has this virus. I pray healing over each marriage, healing over each young. I pray healing over our nation, healing over our cities, healing over the hurting, healing over the homeless, healing over every single person who needs healing in their life right now. Maybe you need healing from fear. Maybe you need healing from panic. Maybe you need healing from hurt. He's a healing Jesus. He reached out and he touched him. He said, well, can you heal me? Oh, can I tell you something? He can do it, but he's also willing. Now, I want you to believe that right now in your life. It's a fascinating thing to me that Jesus, when he touched the leper, the leprosy didn't come on Jesus. Healing went on the leper. Jesus can do it. Jesus touched. So I'll encourage you. Bring your problem. Bring your need. Bring your dilemma. Bring your lack, your hurt, your sickness, your change, your shifts. Bring this pandemic. Bring it all. He will help us. He will give us hope. Because he's a healing Jesus. You know what I want to do? Would you look at me? I nominate you. I nominate you for the God of miracles. I nominate you right now, no matter what you're facing. The lack, the need, the impossible situation. I nominate you for the God of miracles. And all of heaven seconds it. And all in favor say, ah, he cares about you. You know, the greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. It's the miracle when someone feels unclean, unworthy, untouchable, too far, too separated, too isolated. You don't know what I've done. It's a miracle of salvation. That's what the cross is for. I want to pray for you and invite you to receive Jesus as your Savior. Greatest miracle of all. Can we pray together? Father, I thank you for every person today. I thank you that you are the God of miracles. We get our mind on a miracle. I thank you, Father, that you're noticing what's going on. You're aware. <laughs> you're on the throne. That you're reaching. Lord, I thank you that you're a healer. Maybe you're here, you're watching right there in that moment, and wherever you're at, you just will say yes to Jesus. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to say yes to him. Jesus died so that we could live. He forgave us of our sins. We don't have to carry the sin on us or the shame. Right there where you're at, you say, I wanna accept Jesus as my savior. I wanna say yes to Jesus. In a moment, we're gonna help you really take a next step, even digitally like this. But right there where you're at, if you'll pray this prayer, maybe you won't pray it out loud, pray it in your heart, but I'd love to see you pray it out loud. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my heart. Say it out loud, give you my heart. I believe that you died, that you rose again. I confess my sins. Be my Lord, be my savior, be my healer, be my everything. Thank you for a new beginning. Thank you for a fresh start. Thank you for reaching me 
at the point of my need and say this, thank you for saving me in Jesus' name.